0: Sarah May. and this is an episode uh, I'm going to call Attitude Problem, and it's basically for anybody that's in that chronic state of just bummed out, annoyed, pissed off, just a baseline of being grouchy, so like a state of negativity or unhappiness that just kind of doesn't end, and it starts to be just your state as a person. So uh, if you're stuck in a negativity loop and it makes you kind of mean to other people and it makes you roll your eyes at like your everyday tasks, this is for you. Uh, And maybe you also notice that you're in this place and you are having a hard time altering it and you know that you don't want to be this way, but it's something that you just can't seem to shrug off. Um, and it also will hopefully help if you are around somebody else who is stuck in a loop of negativity, so that you can understand why and kind of buffer the impact. So here we go, let's get started. Um, the what. So there's three parts, as usual, and there's the part one, the what, part two, the why, part three, the how, the who, the tools. <laughs> I'm okay, seriously. Um, and before I go on, I know a lot of people have written me and you've been very helped by this show, which makes me very fulfilled. So if you're one of those people who waits till they're guilted enough by somebody like me, uh, to do something like review on iTunes, now is the time. So please decide to do that today. It'll take two seconds. And if you've been benefited at all, just a little, even clicking stars, you don't have to write anything. Um please write a review. Alrighty on the good stuff. Part one. Life getting you down. Are you in a state of I hate this or people are morons or you're just generally over just something about your life? Well this is for anger of all kinds. So like crankiness to annoyance all the way to pure hatred and fuck this shit to hell. What I'm really addressing is the mental and physical state itself because it's not what you want and it can wreak havoc on your body those around you and worst of all it perpetuates itself because unhappiness cultivates unhappiness. I'm assuming you're listening to this because you are well aware it's bringing you down and it's not what you want but you can't seem to help yourself out of the situation because maybe there are external factors that make that impossible meaning external things are kind of causing or inciting this in you. So either uh, either the mood becomes the result of a trigger, or we just assume based on the triggers we have in our life that we have to have the mood. Because the circumstance can't change, we assume we are a victim to it, and therefore our life just has to suck. So the injustices of our soul are continuous and all we can possibly do is manage it because if something in your life sucks but it's not bad enough we kind of tend to tough our way through it because it's just something we deal with we think it's worthy worthy of investing time in so we just grin and bear it even though it's making us unhappy and that's when things like kind of a general mild state of unhappiness begin to kind of rot, like they, they sour and they become kind of a baseline. They slowly become just you and your life because you're managing dealing with things that you just kind of hate all the time. So you can't really tell often when you've been living in this state for a prolonged uh, period of life. Other times, maybe it's just a random super sticky bad mood that just spontaneously occurs and maybe it had an initial trigger or maybe it's just hormonal but then the poisons that affect you in your body like this negative mood kind of last over an extended period of time. So I'm talking to either of those situations and this is just as a step one for everybody no matter what kind of chronic negativity you suffer from. I want you to scan through memories of just your last week and basically put a filter on so that you can become aware of when you have hurt other people, been rude to other people, or I guess vented your upset state onto others. Are there certain people in your life that received the bulk of your venting? Just give it a moment of thought. Like a passive-aggressive joke or... Telling somebody just how bad they should feel for you and just allowing yourself to not try and be nice because of the state you're in. The reason I want you to do this exercise is because sometimes you don't even realize you've been kind of existing in this unhappy loop. And it's usually the ones we love the most who we trust enough to vent onto them. So we rely on them to soothe ourselves. And you might not even realize that you are consistently eroding at somebody else's happiness. So the reason to become aware of this is not to feel guilty about it. It's just so you can start from the right spot in this part of your growth. It's just to empower you to create the right change just by turning all the lights on, staring at it exactly as it is right now in your life. So just take a moment. So even the small, off-the-cuff comments that you think are really subtle and they're barely recognizable, or they're not even close to how bad you actually feel inside, those still hurt others quite a bit. It just it toxifies their body and their baseline for happiness. And even if you are managing to the best of your ability right now, all of those moments matter, and they don't have to be so. So just start to recognize them and kind of keep the meter on just moving forward from this point this is to introduce the first and most important piece of information in this podcast anger is unconscious anger is unconscious that might sound not true but it it is give me a moment, moment to explain so it's literally a symptom of a chemical process that takes over in your body. And when it takes over you, the human, it's fully immersive. And it's not that you will be blinded completely or that you don't have control. It's that you are completely out of balance. So it's almost like a version of being drunk. And with this chemical, your consciousness is narrowed. So the first step in being able to become conscious is. Starting from a place of awareness about how this problem conflicts with your life and who you are and how it's affecting others and all the moments and instances that you want to change in the future. So, the perspective gives you ability to choose the right actions moving forward. Because I know if you're like me, you don't like when you're in an angry, cranky place and you want to get out of it, but it's really difficult to to do that sometimes and it's also difficult to shield others especially if you cohabitate and I just want to address you might have a very very good reason to be cranky it could be the job that you hate and you have to be at that job every day it could be a person who you have to be around who is constantly pushing your buttons it could be a ridiculous circumstance that is totally intolerable and you're barely dealing with it now And sometimes it's hormones. Sometimes it's uh, your natural body chemicals that make you vulnerable in certain times of the month. Um, And sometimes it's low blood sugar. Sometimes it's just from an old habit from childhood. Something you are completely unaware of and it's just, in your mind, normal and healthy to use anger as a tool. Uh, Because if you grow up with parents that use anger as a control mechanism, it just becomes the thing you learn to use as well. So sometimes you can't even tell where your crankiness has come from. It doesn't really matter. The cause of your anger isn't as relevant to how you manage the outcome. Which brings me to part two, the why. So usually when I get into this state of crankiness, it's initiated by something that spirals into kind of a habit of being. And how well you are able to manage these triggers is kind of what will dictate how well you can navigate in and out of anger. Because there are probably many, many triggers in your life that make you angry, it's kind of like uh, being able to use um, self-control, like a version of like that chemical tolerance of, I need to exercise will and then rational thought to get out of this chemical state. So depending on how many of those you have at any given time, you probably have a reduced amount of chemical control over whether or not you can actually move out of that state because it depletes. And if you are not in a place where you can ever get back to that normal state, kind of working with like limited resources. Because whatever incites it, whatever incites it anger is most often reactionary. It's not like a calculated process. It's involuntary. So I'm sure there are some people that like to get hyped up into like a rage for the sake of fighting and expressing extreme unhappiness and feelings of powerlessness. But for the majority of the populace, anger is just like a habit, it's an unconscious reaction. We don't have a part in deciding to feel it. And that's just the way we are as humans. We live lives that contain many patterns. So we get used to those chemicals associated with our emotions. And then over time, our body becomes. Used to them becomes reliant on them because they they are comfortable they are like normal they are who we are it's just what happens with repetition of anything they become automatic and you know they feel appropriate therefore anger fuels more of itself. so these patterns that we live out as a reflection of who we are are set in more so over time, and we just grow more accustomed to them and that's when the emotions fully take over and they become completely unconscious. And that's when we forget that we are even able to change our decision. We are completely unaware that the triggers we are upset by can be interpreted differently, that we don't have to be angry. It feels as though we are instantly a victim to these things because the triggers go directly to the result it's such an instant exchange and it feels so seamlessly connected to the the outcome but and literally in your mind there is no decision making involved that's just what happens when you get really set in a specific pattern of emotions so that's when you kind of get into a little bit stickier of a negativity loop because your chemicals are perpetuating themselves and It's like this drug, literally, that your body wants. It's adrenaline. It doesn't feel good, yet it's what our body wants because we're addicted to it. And so you have to actually override what feels good and natural in order to stop it. Even though, in broad terms, anger is toxic, when you're used to doing something and your body's telling you, fucking do it, then you're like, you have to do what doesn't feel right by overriding it. So just to give you an idea as to how potent these drugs are, I'm going to go into some science-y stuff, y'all. So it's a potent series of chemical processes, including adrenaline, and it takes hours to wear off. So your body literally lowers your immune system when you're angry, and you reduce your body's ability to, to digest and to metabolize. And you're also a little bit more blind because your focus narrows onto what the target of your unhappiness is. When you're angry, it's hard to concentrate. It's also hard to remember things because you are just focusing on one thing. It's what your your natural evolutionary uh, weaponry does for you. It sends all the blood to your extremities and your heart rate, and makes you focus on the battle. So that's why when you get mad at somebody or you get mad at something, it's really hard to let go and stop thinking about that thing because your chemicals are still at play. That's why those things nag at you. So there are all sorts of really wonderful reasons that you want to start working on this problem. Not to mention you want to improve the world for everybody else around you, but think of it like a circular train on a train track. A uh, circular train <laughs> a circular train track that's like on an incline so it's as this train goes downhill it builds a momentum every time it speeds up so it's kind of resetting itself over and over and over again and while you're on this train things are going so fast you can't see the surroundings for what they are all you can see is like kind of this momentum building itself and i want you to know even if you've lived in a loop of just crankiness and it's part of your identity now because of that. Like, I'm just a mean boss. Like, that is not who you are. It's just a very set-in habit of being. Anger is not a character trait. It's coming from a chemical imbalance. It's part of your brain that senses threat. And it sends this threat information to the part of your brain that is rational. So in other words, it's coming straight from the roided-out... Let's fight part of your brain. And it's for survival. It gets used a lot in everyday life, but it's used for not relevant reasons anymore. So when you get angry, you get a big burst of adrenaline, your muscles tense, your neurotransmitter chemicals, these things called catecholamines, I think, catecholamines, are released. They give you a burst of energy. And that's kind of the reason you get that urge to go and solve this thing or confront this problem immediately. If you get upset, it's like, I need to talk to that person immediately. Like that's because you get this burst of energy. Then your heart rate accelerates, your blood pressure rises, your rate of breathing increases, blood rushes to your limbs, your attention narrows. And then um, you get stuck in that state because that's probably... I think the major cause for a lot of road rage and for anything you vent at the end of your day is because once all of this chemical stuff is released, it lasts for many hours or up to many days. So if you're continually getting triggered, that's like you're primed just to get more and more angry. So it feels also like you have a heightened power in your body. Therefore, you're more inclined to kind of push your limits with other people like you might look down on other people or feel like yeah I could take you or you could get out of my way like you're bolder when you're angry and it can make you act like even more a person you would never be and here's the most compelling reason that you should address or take steps to address this problem is because it's if you have a short temper all the time like if you're like mildly angry or pissy all the time. That's an early warning sign of bigger health problems because anger is a process in your body. It destroys your organs, your tissues because it's doing all of this work to get you aroused. It's a weird word to say. It's because it's getting all riled up, it like takes all of this energy away from other parts of your body and it degrades your systems. And I don't know, I'm, I question all studies, but this one's pretty compelling if it is true. Studies show that being angry is stronger is a stronger predictor of heart disease than any other known risk factors, including cholesterol, alcohol intake, cigarette smoking, and being overweight. And that is because your parasympathetic nervous system, the one that does the fight or flight reactions for you, it gets weak with overuse. So if you can't calm your body down, if your body can't calm itself down, it's just fucking up your organs and it's because it's constricting them. It's constricting all the blood flow. You can't digest as well. You can't relax. You cannot calm yourself for normal blood flow functioning. So if you're short short tempered, this is your wake up call to start doing something about it now. So across the board, what I want you to stay focused on is... Anger is unconscious. It's on a literal level, an autopilot system that takes over. And it's activated by triggers, but it's when you start to be run by this negative loop. It's not you. Chemical automation. And the more angry you are, the less capable you are to do anything about it. So hopefully I'm going to give you some steps to to start to take this apart and do something about it. And I just want to call out I'm not telling you to let things slide. I'm not saying tolerate things that are dumb and terrible. It's not about that at all. This is just about removing the reaction in your body and taking away the piece of you that is feeling it and unable to do anything about that feeling. So the tools I have are all gonna be focused on strengthening that muscle, just like practicing using your left hand. It's gonna feel a little awkward at first, but with time it, it gets easier and the benefits are immense. Without further ado, here's part three: the how the tools. So, as a baseline move, if you suffer from a temper, you should be exercising regularly. It'll help improve everything, but your mood and it'll just give you uh a higher tolerance, a higher threshold. It'll give you just a leg up on the issue. Um, so I think I have four tools. The first one is I'm gonna call it lower the baseline. And this is for everybody. This is just to um, kind of just reduce your baseline level of anger, like basically what it takes for something to agitate you. Because when you are going throughout your day, and you're probably busy. Your brain is going in different busy directions, going forward and backward, remembering things, looking to things. Overall, it's really, really hard to get uh, aligned. All of those things at once. If you're if you're trying to create um, some change in yourself, and you're trying to create a way to uh, control kind of these automated reactions, it really, really helps when you can take time to center those two bodies, your your brain and your physical body. So literally creating stillness in your body will allow you to see where your head's going and basically make you a lot more conscious and see where all of those thoughts, those like rapid million mile an hour thoughts are going. So once you get to a very, very still place, there's a very specific practice that I want you to do. So This is a, um, an acceptance meditation. And it should be done about 10 minutes. So if you can't do that right now, maybe listen to this and then do it on your own. Or if you want to come back to this point in the timeline, I recommend doing it either at night when you get home or first thing in the morning. But it's a meditation practice. And it's not to help you accept shitty, terrible things that you want to change. It's just going to enable you to look at them objectively and separate from them so that you are not taken down by them, like against your will. So where your attention goes, your life goes, meaning what captures your attention also controls where your energy goes. So this is for you to sit deeper in yourself and have more control over what you give energy and attention to, so it keeps you separate from other things, and allows you to say like, "Let me think about that." Hmm. No, I don't think I care about that. That's that's not not going to bother me, and then move on. Versus something happens and you're like, "God damn!" Bop! Like that's the reaction. This is to take you from reactionary to. Thoughtful, and then a decision making process would happen. You want that step. You want to regain that step of I don't have to react. I have to calculate the information and rationally take apart my options. I can choose to care about this and do something about it, or I can choose not to. Because from this self contained, I'm okay inside my body place, you get to decide. You can decide to change something you hate. You can decide to value someone's opinion, you can alter your situation, or you can choose to accept it. So to fight the truth, or refuse it, or uh, fight with what has happened in your mind, or just feel like a victim to things, that's what causes the most agitation. And it's what makes you required to engage with things, is when something uh, agitates you. So this is just... To help you simply observe and take apart things first. So, I recommend you uh, find a very quiet place to sit where you are not going to be interrupted. And sit if you can, like, I don't know if you want to do the lotus position. I find it sort of uncomfortable, but if you can just sit cross legged or anything that's stable so that your knees are kind of on the ground. Um, but most important is just comfort. Somewhere you'll be comfortable. So choose a place um, that's quiet. Set your phone to airplane mode. And if you want to, you can set a timer for 10 minutes. You don't have to. This is the acceptance meditation. So just start by making yourself as still as possible. So however, whatever position you're going to sit in, you're going to stay still. So don't adjust your body, pick a position you feel like will last you the longest and commit to not getting up to do anything, not adjusting anything, not itching anything, not uh, moving your clothing, not turning anything off. If you absolutely have to move, like if something is completely unbearable or something is on fire, then do it quickly and then return immediately to a still position. If you have to reset your position, fine, do it, and then go back to stillness. And breathe normally. And all you are going to do in this practice is sit very, very still and practice accepting all the information as it comes. So, for example, if you have an itch, practice just accepting that it exists. Don't judge it. Don't panic. And allow it to be there and allow your focus to drift away from it. Just accept that it's, it's going to go away eventually and you don't have to pay attention to it. The point is to not respond to the pressing need to do anything. So when you hear sounds, do the same thing with your mind. Just allow them to move through your awareness and do not attach to them. Don't take them apart. Don't judge them as good or bad. Don't think of them as annoying. Just observe that they exist, and they are. Take your interpretation of them out of the process. This part is key. If you notice yourself becoming distracted or uncomfortable, there will be a moment inside of you that wants to fight it, to be like, ah, fuck, I really have to change this thing, or to push back on it mentally and not want it to be so. Or to feel like this changes it and that you can't deal with this thing. And just expect that moment to happen. And when it does, I want you to instead allow that thing to exist. And just watch it. Don't respond to it. Don't alter anything. Just know that the panic will subside. And allow that thing to drift away from your focus. So any sounds you notice outside... If your brain starts to take apart what they are, allow your brain to do that and then immediately come back to stillness, just like it's like a thing you're passing slowly on a boat. Just allow it to drift to the back of your consciousness. And continue to do this process. Just witnessing things that come into your brain and allowing them to be there and drift out again. So that is the acceptance meditation. I recommend you do this once a day. As I said, and really uh, commit to letting things just be, because what happens is once you get in the habit of strengthening this muscle of tolerance and acceptance of just minor annoyances, like for example, the last time I did this, I think it was forty five minutes, and my both of my legs fell asleep. And it was a little bit painful, but like if you decide like that's Fine, that's going to happen. And then just keep bringing your focus back to, of course I can deal with that. And like, I'm going back to stillness. It does go away. It completely does. Like I, of all people in the world, I'm, a, I'm terrified of all pain. Therefore, I would be the first person to be like, I don't want to do that. So I would say just try it. Push yourself to tolerate things. And then once you start this practice, What I want you to do during the day is when you experience your normal triggers, let's say it's the worst boss in the universe. In the moment that that is happening, I want you to step back and separate from this context, like separate from the emotion you're feeling and remember this position of non-judgment. So think of everything in the world as not good or bad. They just are. They just exist. And don't involve yourself in interpreting or judging them. Almost take yourself out of the equation. So even if this boss is like belittling you and screaming at you, take yourself out of the equation altogether and just kind of watch them being full of rage. Step back and remember you actually get to decide if you want to do something about it. If you want to let it bother you, if you want to think about it as something that's relevant in your life. If you care about this person, maybe you do want to do something about it. Or if you don't, you get to decide, yeah, it's not about me. So contrary to what you probably think right now, currently, you do get to decide what you want to do about things. You get to decide to accept something um, or, and engage with it. Or just except that it exists and not engage with it. So negative things with this process, they, they kind of lose their potency. They don't hook onto you as much when you just practice kind of living inside of yourself and watching things outside of you. It creates that space that's vital between you and these outside factors. So I highly, highly recommend this one. It's very, very, very powerful. And it gets a lot easier to do this. Like you'll find, like at first, I know the idea of meditation is like yucky and terrible. But the, after you do it for long enough that you actually experience the benefits, you're, you're actually going to crave it. Like your body's going to be like, oh, I need to just soothe my, I need to lower my baseline. Number two. So this is like a visualization. And I think it's really good for in the moments of when things are affecting us and like driving us crazy and annoying us or freaking us out and frustrating us, it's just a very helpful purifier of what is worth your energy. So this is visualization. In every situation that you confront, any situation at all, that is an outside factor that you feel victim to that's upsetting you. Picture you have walked up to a wall, And there are two doors. One door is acceptance. The other door is action. And the rest is just you driving yourself crazy. The rest is just you're standing outside the doors like banging your head on a wall. There is nothing else to do except accept the thing or take some action to change it. I feel like we are the ones that drive ourselves the most crazy and make ourselves the most angry just by being conflicted about something that we don't like. And if you take away that conflict and you remind yourself, like, for example, let's say you really hate um, having to be around a person that you loathe. And if you are battling which door to go into because there's nothing you can do about it, Go through the process in your mind why you are choosing to accept this condition in your life. So, for example, if it's because it makes your significant other very happy that you're around this person. Or if it's a job you really hate, but it's giving you really, really great and valuable things like safety, food, shelter, uh, a future. Like, those are really important, wonderful things. And just remind yourself... Oh, this is why I have chosen this. And walk into door number one. Accept this condition. You can always manage the effects of it. But those two are the only options. The rest is just self-inflicted misery. Let it go. Don't battle it. Let it go. Don't cause yourself additional pain. That's number two. Number three is a um A mantra. And I think I put this in another podcast. This is kind of, it serves me well so often. I use it all the time. But the mantra is, it's just stuff. So if you put everything in your life in perspective, if you were able to flash forward to the end of your life on your deathbed, with your family all around you, and you're looking back at all your memories, the last thing you would ever think of as important is possessions is physical things, a bill, a dent in your car. Like, all of that is just stuff. The only thing that has any value or is worth you feeling upset about is someone you love, your health, someone you care about. It's humans. The rest is just stuff. So don't allow yourself, don't allow any stuff to take over your emotions if it's anything not human just decide make it a rule for yourself I'm not going to waste time and make the the crime worse by destroying my life because the anger itself is uh it's like a decision that you make when you are feeling like remorse over a physical item and that's a decision so if you just make it a rule like oh yeah this is my truest Belief on what is of value in this world, you get to just skip it. You get to like skip all of the lamenting of your parking tickets. Like, who cares? It's just stuff. Never waste time over stuff. That's number three. Number four, this is a, a very sexy name. The central nervous system reset button. <laughs> but this is just a little exercise for you to use in the moment of experiencing a trigger that's gonna make you angry. And it's just to get your uh, chemicals to kind of go back into order. And you could do it at work and you could do it anywhere. But it's going to be counts of four all the way up to seven and starting over again. So what I mean is, <clears throat> and it's, it's like they call it box breathing, but I um, call it give me five breathing usually. But in this case, it's you're going to count to four breathing in. You're going to hold it for four. You're going to exhale for four and hold it out for four. Then you're going to inhale for five. Hold it for five. Exhale for five. Hold it out for five. Then you're going to inhale for six. Hold your breath for six. Exhale for six. And hold your breath empty for six. And then last, you're going to inhale for seven. Hold your breath for seven. Exhale for seven. Hold your breath out for seven. So that's four to seven. And I would just do maybe, I don't know, if you can do four or five loops of those. So four, five, six, seven. And it's, it'll kind of, uh, it does actually give you your body, the keys to your uh, brain chemicals. And it's your job to kind of distract and take the reins over your focus by soothing and calming yourself when you get triggered and angry. So That's number four. Central nervous system reset button. And number five might be the last one. So this is kind of a metaphorical tool, I guess, but it's, I'm calling it the love bubble. And I, I think it's more imagining yourself as like, once you start to do these acceptance meditations, just think of yourself as kind of in this, in your body, you are protected in this kind of bubble of love. And nothing is allowed to penetrate this force field that is your body. So if something does somehow penetrate it, that you don't decide to be angered by, just think of that thing as a tiny gnat that is just flying around your face. It, it got through, but it's just a gnat. It's not meaningful. It's like a, almost like a, a muscle reflex. And it just means you have to soothe the tension that that gnat is causing, but not pay attention to how stupid it is. So it's just a stupid gnat. You don't have to Think the world of it. In other words, when something does get through your force field, just soothe the manifestation in your body. So do some breathing exercises, do some meditation, do some exercise. That is your top priority. It's not worth you getting distracted by and derailed by. It's all about just soothing the manifestation of it. And don't feel selfish about soothing. Because it's very, very, very important. It's it's completely valuable to take care of yourself and, and take time to soothe yourself in these moments. So acknowledge, if something is bothering you, acknowledge that that exists and then know that it's something worth doing something about. Like, you are of value and therefore you should be paying attention to, ah, I need to take care of myself right now. Like instead of going home right away, maybe you need to go on a run. Maybe you need to go walk on the beach. Maybe you need to sit and meditate, lock yourself in the car for a bit. Like all of those are completely valid and very healthy reactions to have. So never feel like you're putting yourself before others. In fact, you're doing the opposite. Invest in you and making you feel better. So In closing, anger might feel right because you've been doing it a long time. It might feel like it's a part of your job or your identity or make what makes you do things well, like to be a bully. But it's not necessary and it's not sustainable for you. It's it's not healthy and it's not creating a better environment for others. And it's not who you are. It's just a really old bad habit. And I suggest You start now by little by little just empowering yourself and changing your body's chemistry. So start with the inside and move outwards. Move your baseline way lower. Just focus on that part as a starting point and you will find you just get a little bit stronger each day. It'll get easier and faster and faster. So I hope you go for it and I hope this was uh, valuable to you and um i'll put the references any links in my blog post version later this week so i hope uh you have a great one and uh don't forget to smile